You're listening to the G-Force Podcast, presented by Burke Brokerage Real Estate. Hi, this is Gigi Burke with Burke Brokerage and G-Force, here with Debbie Lewis, my broker associate, and Stephanie Hilferty, our guest of the day. She is the state representative for District 94, which runs along the lakefront of Orleans and Jefferson Parish and also into the City Park area. So good morning. Good morning, thank you guys for having me. I'm excited. (laughs) Yeah, I know you have a lot of information for us, so I thought we'd get you in here to let us know what's coming, what has been done, and just get everybody up to par with what's been going on in your district. Sure, thank you guys so much for having me. Um, As I'm sure everyone is well aware, we just had statewide elections. Um, And so, you know, governor, um, all statewide elected officials, state rep of which I ran for and won. This will be my second term we run in. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, It it is like it is such an honor and pleasure to represent this district. I really do enjoy it. Um, I live in Lake Vista. Um, Our office is in Metairie. It is a district that spans two parishes. It's about 60% Orleans, 40% Jefferson, all along the lakefront. Um, It's a fabulous district. I just got finished walking most of it and meeting a lot of my constituents. So it's always a great experience when you run for office. You get to meet all of these people, talk to them, understand their concerns at the door. Can I ask a quick question about that? Since your district does span Mm -hmm. two parishes, do you ever find that you... um, have conflicts or cross purposes because it does span yeah. Jefferson and Orleans Parish. I try to use it to my advantage, um, to the advantage of District 94, really. Um, so Councilwoman Van Franken is Council District 5. She represents the entire Jefferson side of my district. Uh, Councilman Jeruso and Councilman Brassett represent um, the Orleans side of my district. And I try to work with all three of those individuals on projects. Um, and, and really learn from each parish. Um, Jefferson Parish does some things really well. Orleans Parish does things well. And and I'll, I'm always willing to share and I'm willing to ask Jefferson Parish how they do things um, and pass that along to Orleans Parish and vice versa. So I try to use it to my advantage, but I understand what you're saying. I mean, because yeah. it's two different parishes, um, you know, different administrations, so on and right. so forth. But something that has actually been a project I'm really excited about that has merged the two parishes, um, and I've gotten to work really closely with Councilman Van Brinken and Councilman Jeruso on, is the redevelopment of West End. So that actually sits, every, I'm sure everyone remembers, the restaurants at West Fitzgerald, End. Fitzgerald. Right? Yes, and has really good memories of those. Um, what's interesting about that piece of property, and you guys will appreciate this from a real estate perspective, is it sits between the two parishes. Mm-hmm. Not only just that, mm-hmm. it also has state water bottoms. Um, so the state owns all state water bottoms and you cannot purchase state water bottoms. They can be leased um, as a ground lease. So you've got a portion of the property in Orleans, a portion in Jefferson and the state all together. Um, you can imagine sometimes it's hard enough just to coordinate with two buyers, but now we've got two parishes as well as the state. Um, and that's why it's been absolutely great in working together uh the two parishes as well as uh the office of state lands which is out of baton rouge have been working over the past probably two years to just pull all of the details together you know you think about you have two sets of zoning ordinances Mm -hmm. you have two permit offices you have all of these things you have duplicates in each parish yes so 
All of these people have been meeting at the Regional Planning Commission, who has kind of been our host and helped us coordinate all of this planning over the past two and a half years. You're listening to the Burke Brokerage G-Force podcast. We're so excited to have Stephanie Hilferty, our Lakefront representative, inform us today about details regarding the West End development, where many of us spent our childhood going to restaurants like Fitzgerald's. Last year, um, in the 2019 session, I brought a bill um, that allowed for the Office of State Lands to do the water bottoms lease with the two parishes. Um, So that bill passed, it became law. That set the stage for the next phase of the project, which is both parishes signing um, a CEA, which will kind of set the stage for how the agreement will work between the two parishes. So now they will sign, they've, they're drafting it. I know it's in the drafting phase and they're working on getting that together. And I know Joe, excuse me, Councilman Jeruso and Councilwoman Van Franken are working together to get that um, executed. After that's done, they can work on issuing the RFP, which is the request for proposal, uh, which will go out to the community. It's a public document that everyone will be able to view and those parties that are interested in being the developer for that project can then come in and submit their proposals to the parishes for review. I think a lot of the intent is to have somewhere that's a family-friendly destination. Restaurants keep coming up, probably because that's what historically was there and it makes Mm -hmm. so much, you know, it it makes sense for the site. Um, A lot of people have really fond memories of dining there. Um, something that has been in some of the charrettes that were done is a shared boardwalk feature. So even if you're not going to the restaurant specifically, you could come out with your family, look Troll. out over the water mm-hmm. and that sort right. of thing. Uh, because I think it's, it's interesting. Like, I mean, think about your kids and mm-hmm. my, uh, yeah. they don't, they've never really seen that view of the not lake. Not really. They can barely remember it. I ask them all the time. And right. They're trying to make them remember it. Remember it's thinking set. in Fitzgerald's that you were going to fall through the floor because <laughs> you could see the lake through the floorboards of the restaurant? Yeah. It's, just, it's a shame they don't get to share that experience with us. <laughs> well, now the, the engineering specs will be a little bit different on these new buildings. You're listening to an interview with State Representative Stephanie Hilferty. Some people have asked, why has it taken so long for this to happen? Um, And some people have asked, has the Army Corps been engaged in the discussions because the pumping site is there? Um, The answer to those is, one, the the Army Corps' work there had to be completed uh, before this Mm -hmm. could really move forward. And two, um, the Army Corps has been, had a member present at these meetings. So they have been present at all of these meetings, giving their input and their feedback, uh, which is absolutely essential. And I think that's why it was so crucial to have all of the the members at these meetings discussing. I sat in on those charrettes. It was about, what, six years ago? Yeah. We sat in and they were going to do an amphitheater out in the middle of the parkway. They talked about that it was an outfall canal for the pumps and that they couldn't build over the water. Has all of that changed? Is there a master plan? I know there were those charrettes done originally, and there were some concerns about the amount of density that was being brought there and how you do have residents there. You Mm -hmm. have the boat owners there. Um, And so... We've also had the boat owners, their representative at these meetings, because we certainly have to be mindful of, you know, you've got Lakeshore neighborhood right there. You've got the boat owners. We have to be mindful of what's currently there, and you're bringing in new traffic. And that's something Councilman Jeruso and I have been very careful to consider, is that you are bringing in new traffic. And so to make sure that a portion of 
the sales tax that is generated on this site stays for park beautification as well as for whether it's, you know, the increased police presence that's necessary, sanitation. I mean, just all the things that go along with having a development to make sure the quality of life is preserved for those people that are currently there. Right, because the impact is going to be more on the Orleans Parish side because the street access is in Orleans Parish. So even though it's partially owned by Jefferson, it doesn't impact their... Right. You know, infrastructure as much, I would imagine, as so, it would for Orleans. It'll be crucial to make sure. And that's something that has consistently come up in the discussions is to make sure that some of that sales tax is dedicated to that immediate vicinity to make makes sure sense. quality mm-hmm. of life mm-hmm. is preserved. Yeah, so that makes sense. Well, yeah. that's exciting. Yeah. So when do you think this would uh, launch? I think the RFP is really going to be telling for that as far as what sort of timelines are put into that document. And that's really something that's being handled between the two parishes. So I think that's something we could probably speak about in a future podcast as far mm-hmm. as what those timelines look like. Something else that's occurring on, and I'll mention this, um, if people remember the pedestrian bridge that was there. A lot yes. Of, yes. Okay. So the pedestrian bridge is coming back, which is okay. exciting. Yeah. Exciting. Yeah. So it's going to link the Bucktown side to the Orleans Parish side. And so many people remember the bridge and it's, yes. it's been gone. Um, so that will be coming back. It was kind of, it was specific as to where it had to land on each mm-hmm. side because obviously this looks a lot different now. I mean, think right, about when yes. the pedestrian bridge was there, you still had the shrimping boats and yeah, right. I mean, it was a whole different. So now um, it's, you know, we had to figure out where it lands on the Orleans side, where it lands on the Jefferson side. That's been established. And now Jefferson Parish on the Bucktown side, um, that area is a recreational area, um, all recreational uses. You've got a living shoreline that's being done there. So it's going to have a boardwalk and you can take kids or adults can go out and see what marsh actually looks like, um, which is really cool. Uh, they have a farmer's market that occurs every Friday. I saw that. Um, so it's really... and You don't see it. It's it's a shame. Well, you can't see it because it's on the you other have side. To cross, <laughs> you have to cross the levee to get to it. It's every Friday, Friday. and I believe it starts at three. Okay. Mm-hmm. The pedestrian bridge is going to link the two sides, which will be really neat. And then um, I definitely encourage, um, you know, our friends out here to go look on the Bucktown side and see the the Living Marsh project that's being developed, as well as visit the farmer's market. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. The weekly market in the Bucktown Marina is every Friday from 3 to 7. For more information, go to crescentcityfarmersmarket.org. Right. We are blessed to live in such yeah. a great area. We are. Such a beautiful lake. And, um, you and know, I and know yeah. Bucktown is thriving, too. Right. I mean, they as are. far as real estate values, yes. Yes. It is thriving right well, I now. Think it, I think it's nice to see, like, a continuation and a end cap on everything that's happened on Lakeshore Drive in Orleans mm-hmm. and the restaurants coming back there. And then it's spilling over into, into Jefferson Parish, into Bucktown, to have this be, like, the final piece that kind of finishes all that off. Yeah, so West End is an exciting project that that all three entities between the state and the two parishes are working on. So what else is on your um, your agenda yeah. as you start your new term? Yes. So what's, what's on your docket or what are you thinking sure. about or planning for us? So in light of um, the tax assessments that recently came out, um, I'm working on a few bills that will hopefully help to clarify some of the items that we saw. I know there were some issues with notification and the time period people had between receiving that letter in the mail stating that they had a higher assessment and when they had 
to pro you know the the deadline they had to protest by um it's concerning to me i mean look i think a lot of us knew to go check online some people didn't some people don't know some people don't know they don't have access to to check it they don't know the process for checking it um and so it's crucial and the law requires that that notice come via mail and so we need to make sure that that timeline is adequate for people to contest it um i i think a lot of people felt like they immediately had to drop everything and go and you know, whether it was talk to their agent, like yeah. y'all, I'm yeah. sure you guys got a ton of calls or call up an, asa- uh, an appraiser and get an appraisal on their house. Um, it shouldn't it shouldn't be that way. It seems like it's all crunch time, like it's so short of a time period and it lands in really the worst time of the year where people are out of town and they're putting their kids back in Mm -hmm. school and and then all of a sudden they have like 30 days to go show up. It just seems like it should be more spread out and that you should know that there should be more notification through the news media that it's going to happen and basically who's probably going to see the biggest increases so people are alerted that it's coming because they did they really got blindsided by it. No one anticipated, not even the realtors anticipated how quickly that came and how big of a difference it was for a lot of people. Well, something I want to clarify is uh, the quadrennial reassessment. So most other assessors assess all of the properties at the same time, or release the assessments for all of the properties at the same time. Yes. Okay, so the planning starts in year one of the four-year period, but they're all released at the same time. Now, the way our Orleans Parish Assessor has been doing it is that different areas are reassessed at different times. that is my understanding is not the um, intent of the quadrennial reassessment language. It's that it all be released at the same time. Um, you have comparable, and you know, I've had people say, "Well, it's a it's a large parish which with a lot of properties," which is true. However, you have other similarly large parishes, whether it's East Baton Rouge or Jefferson Parish, that are doing it the other way and releasing them all at the same time. I see an issue where if you're releasing one set of um, assessments at one time and then a year later releasing a different set we live in an area if there is a disaster if there's a hurricane or something like that some impact that occurs um you could be assessed under two totally different sets of circumstances now i don't know if that leads to a higher assessment or a lower assessment but i think that's some of the issue and um and so look we had a lot of people see increases it was across the board um You know, you had people in Central City, you had people in Mid-City, you had people on the lakefront, all see pretty dramatic increases. Um, Something else I'd like to look at is an increase in the income limit for the age freeze. So right now, I believe, so that's a number that increases as the CPI increases um, when you turn 65. However, we have a lot of seniors that are going into that 65 timeframe. They're still in dual income households, so they don't qualify for the age freeze. So I'd like to look at either lifting that or increasing the income limit for the age freeze. Um, And something else that I think we need to look at is a homestead exemption local option. So right now everyone has the same homestead exemption amount of the first Mm $75,000 of value. Um, In some areas, uh, some of our rural parts of the state, that makes a lot of sense. The home values are, you know, close to that. In Orleans and and maybe some other parishes, you have a much higher value of, of home price. So I think it would make sense for those parishes to be able to vote to increase their homestead exemption, not do it across the board for the entire state, um, right. but allow different areas that see the need. Some of our, our parishes that have hiring, you know, higher home values. I agree. Yeah. So a couple of things I'm working on um, and I'd like to and I'm, I'm working on the mechanics for this. 
you know, I think people saw such dramatic increases. I'm looking to understand how we can maybe set some sort of ceiling for how much your property value can go up can in go any up, given right. year. Um, and now what the exact metric is for that, I think that's what um, I'm working through um, to try to understand how we set that up. Yeah. But, not, uh, well, I just would rather it be gradual um, because we saw like a little bit of um, a hold back on people purchasing yeah. right around. Are y'all still seeing that? the third, the three millage um, mm. I think coming people up? People are hesitant. Like we've had some clients who were in the process of, you know, thinking about moving up to a larger home, and this whole assessment thing kind of made them think twice about it. Because, you know, they're like, oh, I'm okay where I am because my assessment didn't change that much. But if I go to this significantly larger house that's got a higher price tag, they're really going to hit me. So there are there's a couple of them who, like, changed their mind and said, I'm just going to stay put. So for us, that translated to losing a sale and a listing because yeah. they changed their mind because they were so worried about this. Because even now, we still don't know what the millages are going to be. And we don't really know what the tax impact is for our clients. Until we understand. Until we them. understand what the millages are. So I think, you know, we certainly want to encourage people to move to Orleans Parish. Right. We want to have, uh, you know, young families that are like people looking to start families and stuff come into our city. But this has created a lot right. of uncertainty for them. On the other side of the spectrum, you have seniors that are in their house that it's creating uncertainty for them. So um, anything we can do to help provide people some stability, I think, is, is what I'm trying to do with the legislation I'm offering this coming year. Um, something else that I do have coming out, I believe it'll be out by the end of the year, um, is an audit how the assessor came out with these assessments. I think that's like um, what the formula really was. What was use? the formula? <laughs> so, it was definitely a formula. And yes. it was just kind of across the board. So older homes and newer homes were kind of almost clustered together. Something that y you guys probably saw. I mean, I know personally. I saw it personally on my house. Yes. yes. So what we saw was some of the, the home values. I think the land values were typically done across, across the neighborhoods. Board. And that which, makes total sense. Yes, I think yeah. the land um, values. But we didn't argue that once, right? Really. No. When you saw an older home having a price per square foot that equated to a new home value, yes. that is what I think people were having trouble understanding. Yes. And I encourage people um, to reach out to my office. If you call my office, you may speak to Donna, who's my legislative aide. Um, for anything they see. Sometimes it's not necessarily a state issue, but we are more than happy to try to connect you with the right resources um, or find the answers for you. So um, our office is located on Severn. The biggest responses from your constituents to come there are for what reasons? If you're dealing with a state agency and you need help navigating it, we are more than happy to try to help connect you. Sometimes we'll get um, calls on things that are municipal in nature. And again, we are, we will connect you with that council person's office and, you know, start an email chain so we can try to work through that process. Um, we get calls on sewage, some sewage and water board things. And again, we're more than happy to try to help and do what we can. Um, so, you know, we encourage people to reach out to us and use us as a resource. Great. That's awesome. Thank well, you. Well, thanks for all your hard work. Thank you, guys. And we enjoy having you around yeah. the neighborhood and being so active. Thanks. Yeah, we really appreciate your time Thank and the information. And I think it's really helpful for people to realize how accessible you are and oh. how helpful you are. And oh, like, thank you. And that you're always advocating for us. So oh, that's look. really much appreciated. 
We at Burke Brokerage and GeForce love going out into the community and meeting our neighbors. If you know anyone that you think we should interview, please let us know at Burke Brokerage. We would love that. Thank you so much. Our podcast is available on all major platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and more. So thank you for listening to our podcast, and don't forget to subscribe. And visit us online at geforcebygg.com.